the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject in this message, The Qualities of a Faithful Steward. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. You can say amen in the flesh and God is not even in your amen. The holiness of God attracts the presence of God to the glory of God. Number eight, God has given us his protection. Second Thessalonians 3, 3 says he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Psalms 97.10 also says, Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. He, he preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. He is the protective, the word is protective hand of God that has kept us through danger seen and unseen. What is so amazing is that the Lord keeps us when we do not the word is deserve to be kept. I mean, it's only the grace of God that, that, that got you through that accident. How many of y'all been in an accident? How many of you slipped and fell before? All right. Uh, uh, how many of you been on a plane and it dropped? It, the turbulence, so you just said, uh-oh. You start, you start praying. You, every prayer you know, you start saying it. Based on how we act and how we look and our attitude before God, God should let the plane come all the way down, direct, take us out of here, and should not have healed us in the midst of surgery. But the grace of God, the love of God, gave us what we do not deserve. He keeps us when we don't deserve to be kept. Psalms 119, 114 says, you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word, we, we take comfort in the word of God. There's security in the word of God. The, uh, the, this house is a sanctuary. You can come in here and you can say, oh, there's no place like being in the house of God. This is a sanctuary. This is, this is an ark. When you come in here, this is a place of divine covering of the people of God. And it's, it's spiritually finger-licking good all the way to the benediction. That's why it's dangerous to miss the benediction because that's the closing blessing that is invoked from heaven upon you before you are dismissed from this place. Oh, I got to get ahead of people. I got to go hit the cowboys. Cowboys can't wait. 
and every other kind of team. I want my blessing. Unless it's something beyond my control, I want my blessing. I'm not trying to cut lines and try to get out of here for the crowd. That's selfishness. I can't shake one hand, pass folk up to get out of here while somebody's on the verge of suicide. But I'm in a rush. And they die. Oh, I can't believe she died. I just sat next to her yesterday. But did you go home early? Now, I'm not saying it's not a sin to go home early. There are unique cases. Some folk have to go to work. Some folk got to pick up children. I, I realize that. Don't say Pastor Draper's mean. I'm not mean. But I do know the tendencies of people. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I told somebody in my, my leadership team, and I would call names. I said, I started preaching uh, uh, in 1980, uh, no, started pastoring in 1984. I was preaching long before then. And I looked at him, I said, well, how old were you when I started pastoring here? He looked at me and said, three. <laughs> I said, oh my God. <laughs> three? <laughs> he was three. And he said, they're helping me now. Three. He didn't know his left hand from his right hand. Three. He was on layaway coming to Maranatha. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I can't even tell you too much ahead of time because you can play on the information and plan not to be here, you know, according to your own likings. So I have to be careful how much I release to the people. I can't even tell you, you know, next Sunday, y'all, I'm going to be absent, but I'm praying for y'all. Y'all going to all be here. Y'all going to have the best church ever. Pastor's not going to be here. I'm going to St. John. <laughs> I'd rather you go to St. John when I'm here and be here when I'm gone to support the work of the ministry because I am not your God. And if you think I am, God will take me home to let you know this church can go right on without me. I am not your God. I am a servant of the Most High King. Amen? Amen. And you ought, to, you ought to be here whether I'm here or whether I'm not. I shouldn't have to make an announcement or any other thing. You just do the right thing because you're in Christ. Oh, my God, help me preach this message. Psalms 119, 114 says, you are my hiding place and my shield, I hope in you. Number nine, God has given us healing. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. How many times has God healed us or is currently sustaining? The word is sustaining us in a crisis of health, and we fail to say the simple words, thank you. See, y'all feeling it out ahead of time. It just fits. It just flows. And you fail to say thank you. Apart from the Lord, there is no healing. Be mindful. We must leave room for the sovereignty of God. You say, what is the sovereignty of God? The sovereignty of God is God has a right to do whatever he wants, or whenever he wants, however he wants, and doesn't have to answer to anybody because he's in charge. He's Lord of all. He is sovereign. He rules and he reigns. The sovereignty of God. We must be mindful. We must leave room for the sovereignty of God when it comes to healing. Sometimes God may heal instantly and miraculously. Other times he may heal slowly 
and progressively. So you just be patient with your healing. God doesn't just zap everybody into healing. Or God may not heal at all because he is God and does things we cannot understand. Sometimes he doesn't heal because it's for the good of the person around the person that you're praying for. If that person die, then all of a sudden you come to Christ. You begin to reflect on the words of that person and getting you to come to Christ. You know? And, and so sometimes God doesn't heal because he has a greater kingdom good in mind that we don't understand. And if God was always obligated to heal, we would be spoiled brats. Okay? And that's where your faith kicks in. God may not heal at all because he is God and does things we cannot comprehend. For who can know the mind of God? Many times he does things we don't understand. That's when we have to trust him. Even Job says, though he slay me. I don't want to, but yet I will trust him. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10 also says, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. Paul said, God, take this thorn away. Three times he prayed. A mighty man of God prayed that the thorn would be moved, removed from him. And verse 9 says, God responds, he says to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You say, why did God do that to Paul? Paul has seen so much. He, he, I mean, uh, he's so much up in heaven, uh, the spirits he's had with God, the revelations, until God wanted to keep him humble and keep him from being lifted up in pride. Verse 10, therefore I take pleasure in affirmities, in reproaches. This is Paul, he concludes, when God denied him, he didn't pout like some of you do. He didn't stop tithing. He didn't stop coming to church. He didn't do none of that. He said, what did he do? Verse 10 says, therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. In other words, hey, God, you know what's best. In, in reproaches, things that come against me, I take, I take pleasure in needs, in persecutions, in my distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. You see a greater manifestation of God in your weakness and not in your strength. And, and it's when you can't go another further, that's when God put his glory on display. It is through our weaknesses through our failures and disappointments, through our betrayals, hurts, through our sicknesses and pain that the power of Christ is put on display and he is glorified when people uh, see us trusting him even when things do not add up or make sense. Like Paul, even in the midst of crisis of health, we must have patience 
and contentment in Christ when it comes to our healing and accept the things we cannot change. We must trust God even when we do not understand and say, not my will, but thy will be done. When we come to terms with our sufferings and become absolutely dependent upon Christ, the Holy Spirit will empower us to minister to others in spite of our present condition, which brings glory to Christ. It is when you are sick, when you are going through your own struggles, when you keep on keeping on and you serve God in spite of, that puts your testimony for Christ on tremendous display. Therefore, keep on praying. Keep on hoping. Keep on believing God. Keep on serving him. And keep on giving financially to the Lord who sacrificially gave himself for us. Listen at this thought. No condition in life should cause us not to give of our time, talents, and treasures back to God. Listen to that again. It may have flown right by you. No condition. Say no condition. No condition. Thank you. No condition in life should cause us not to give of our time, our talents, and our treasures back to God. Uh, number 10, God has given us deliverance. Psalms 34, 17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Time and time again, the, the Lord delivers us out of troubles we brought on ourselves or either circumstances intrude into our lives beyond our control. Number 11, God has given us the gift of family. Did you not know your family is a gift to you? Genesis 2, 21 through 24 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. One flesh. Husbands and wives, your family is a, the word is gift from God to you. You say, Well, she, you, you don't know what she said to me. She's still a gift. Be patient. She just needs to grow up. You say, he won't work. Well, it is a problem. <laughs> Motivate him, encourage him, pray for him, fast. All right. Fast. Do, do something, but don't, 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 but don't go extreme, okay? All right. That's, that's why you ought to take your time when it's dating time. If he's not working uh, in the engagement and before, he's not going to work in the marriage. He's not going to work. He's just going to slide by and be a moocher. You don't want a husband that's a moocher, but he's cute, but he don't have nothing. He's broke, perpetually broke. <laughs> it is a sin of, the word is ingratitude, to mistreat God's gift. Wife, when you mistreat your husband, you're mistreating God's gift to you. Husband, when you mistreat your wife, you're mistreating God's gift. When you mistreat the children, you're uh, mistreating God's gift. When the children uh, mistreat those in authority, parents, whomever, they are mistreating God's gift. God's gift. God put you together. You're one flesh. 
Stop seeing the worst in each other and look for the best. Thank God for each other. It could be worse. And you don't know what's coming down the pipe. Love each other through thick and thin. Don't allow crises to separate you. Let nothing separate you from God and let nothing separate you from your marriage. But, but nothing. But nothing. With God, all things are possible. So you want to use that on somebody else, but you can use it on your own marriage. Number 13, God has given us the gift of children. The word is children. I'm going to take my time and park here a minute. Psalms 127, verses 3 through 5. I wish if you can find it in your Bible, if you can find it. I know some of you got cell phones and stuff, so get your gadget and try it. Just don't let it go off, you know. Uh, but it's best to have a Bible, you know, so you can learn the books. Okay, Psalms 127, 3 through 5. Children are a gift. You say, what? Okay, let's look at this verse. Children are a gift from the Lord. You say, but I, I, I wasn't expecting this baby. Well, you did what it took to get him. Okay, that was intentional. What? Oh, oh, did he say that? You look at some of y'all look at everything on the sun on television. You don't have even good channels. Even the commercials are crazy. They're off the chain. Ain't no, no, no accident with a baby's bone. Some said that was an accident. Now, that baby is not uh, illeg- that baby's not an illegitimate child. The parents have some illegitimate actions. Who <laughs> I told you I had to park here a minute. It's somebody right in that section. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Children are a gift from whom? God create life. Oh, can you get that through your head? Do you have so much Fox and CNN, CNBC, and political pundits and talk shows and secular stuff in you that I have to do everything I can to get truth in you? You can't swallow truth. You got too much secular stuff keg down in you. The word of God is a two-edged sword. And, the, and, and you know what? The word of God get, gets down where the doctor can't even go. Now, let me get on. That's just one phrase. They are a reward from him. My child is reward. You've been rewarded. What? Just say, you've been rewarded. Congratulations. Congratulations. You've been rewarded. He said, but you don't know my child. I may not know. <laughs> but you don't know what's going. But the story hasn't ended yet. And you don't know the last chapter. I'm going to tell you something for for you who are struggling with children and grandchildren. You listen to this bald-headed black preacher. Nobody is too hard for God. Nobody. It may be on your deathbed before they come around. They're not too hard. You keep on praying. When you stop praying for your children, you are saying, 
This is too hard for God. A gift from the Lord. They are a reward. Lord, you rewarded me with twins, with a single child. Verse 4, children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. That means you get opportunity to mold them, shape them, and you can put them to work. You, you, you don't just have arrows back then. Just to be, ooh, I got decorations. I got arrows. Those arrows are to be used. You, what do you do with arrows? Come, yeah, y'all can't talk. Oh, okay. No, oh, come on. You shoot arrows, right? That's right. So those kids are given to you so, so that they can be a help and a blessing. And a blessing. Uh, how joyful. Underline joyful. He said, I got five. This is a sixth one underway. It was, I'm the oldest of six. Joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. So now you say, well, now, what's a quiver? I told y'all going to take my time to exegete this. What's, what's, what's a quiver? A, a, a quiver is a case that holds the arrows. Now, it's that simple. That's all it is. It's a case. <laughs> so your, your house is your case. And your house <laughs> is blessed. It says, when you have a whole lot of them. I don't want one. Well, it's okay. God may give you one. God may give you two. God may give, gave my mama six. My daddy, my daddy's daddy had 16, 10 boys, 10, gir- 10 boys, uh, what was it, 10 boys and six girls, no twins, and that's not counting the miscarriages. Way back yonder when. And that, that's not come. How many of y'all have, have some parents that had more, more than 16? Raise your hand. More than 16? My daddy got all y'all, my granddaddy got all y'all beat? Oh, my daddy was, oh, yeah, okay, there's one back there. How, how many? 16. Oh, I said 16. Okay, so, oh, we tied. Okay. <laughs> and you know what they did? They quiver full of them. Like arrows, you put, you put them to work. Slap the hogs. You had to put puckwood in, the, in, the, in, the, in, that, in that stove. Get it, the fire going. Somebody had to go get the eggs. Somebody had to draw the waters. Somebody had to milk the cows. Somebody had to slap the hogs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, some of these kids don't know that. Y'all didn't take them to the country so they can learn some country life and get some country air. They're talking about, what is a hog? I don't even know what a hog is. <laughs> I've seen them slit that hog's throat and kill them and drain the blood and then do all the processing. And then they, I never forget <laughs> my, my next door neighbor when we grew up my kids were rather young and so uh, they, uh, they killed a hog there next to us at, uh, in Houston on Kaplan Street and then they uh, I, my children must have seen that hog or something I don't know what it was but when they found out they, they, they uh, killed that hog and they, they bought some of the food over they wouldn't eat it <laughs> I say you know uh, 30 years ago you'd have died too it wasn't no H-E-B, no Krispy Kreme, and no McDonald's, and churches, and you, co- wasn't no churches. You, you put those chicken up, cleaned them out, huh? You, you rang, rang the neck, and they flop all over, then you, 
put some hot water and you get them feathers out, then you clean them out. Somebody, come on here, somebody know what I'm talking about. And you put them in grease and you cook, you had some good old fried chicken and you ate, you put some rice and some gravy with it and some cornbread on some side on the side and some collard greens on this side, and you had yourself a meal. Talking about you wouldn't eat. work. That's why they won't work. They lay, they get overweight. They get no beast. They're just on the couch. Let them climb a tree. Let, let them make a slingshot. Go push trucks. Shoot marbles. Get, a, get some sunshine. We made go-karts on the rocky street. Made go-karts and pushed the carts and did all kinds of stuff. These kids don't know nothing but gadgets. How? Y'all, y'all talking back to me now. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now it's going to get quiet. Beloved, we live in an anti-baby, anti-child society where so many have murdered the unborn. They saw for the terminology to make you think something is wrong with it. Pro-choice. Now, isn't that cute? But if you say pro-murder... That make you think twice. See, they redefine terminologies to take the edge off. And you buy into it. And that's why you have a gospel preacher here to recalibrate you spiritually. It's not pro-choice, it's pro-murder. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.